up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for this special mini series of the podcast where I'm checking in with different businesses and different community members to see how they're handling our new reality. And today I'm joined by the always wonderful, one of my favorite people, Mary O'Connor. Mary is the little sister of my best friend, making her my little sister too, one of my little sisters. And Mary is currently a pediatric ICU nurse at a hospital in Virginia. Thanks so much for being here, Mary. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you waking up and joining me this today. <laughs> of course, bright and early at two o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll just dive right into the question. So what is the biggest shift you've had to make in your role as a pediatric nurse? Um, I think, well, we've made a couple little shifts. Like we're not allowed to leave our area. We can't go like 40 miles away from the hospital um, we have to take our temperatures every day and like report any symptoms before we go into work. But I think the biggest one that we've had in our shift is like the whole personal protective equipment issue. Like it's changed for us and everything that we were taught in nursing school was kind of blown out the wind and, you know, we're just kind of dealing with that and making sure we feel safe and, but also providing the best care we can for our patients. Yeah. And how are you guys addressing that shift? I know people all over, like you see it on social media, are getting creative with their PPE and people are volunteering to make masks and all that thing, all those things. But what are you guys doing? Yeah. So community has been cool. A lot of people's like family members have started like making personal masks and it's not something that we're supposed to use at the hospital. We can wear it underneath of our surgical masks, but um, it's not considered our like only equipment. Um, last Friday, my hospital started saying that for the entire shift, you have to wear a surgical mask, whether or not your patient's clean or dirty or whatever, just anytime you're in the hospital. Um, but with that, we're in a shortage. So we all have our little brown paper bag and, uh, in one of our rooms, we've designated our brown paper bags and it has our face shields for our COVID rule out patients, our N95 mask and our brown paper bag and a surgical mask. And we wear the same surgical mask for five shifts and then we get a new one. Oh my gosh. As far as those personal masks go, I know a lot of people are wearing them, like general public are wearing them now. How effective are they, do you think? Honestly, I think anything's better than nothing at this point. Like I would rather see someone trying to wear that and protect themselves and others than, you know, going around coughing and spreading something that they don't know if they have or not. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I made a couple of those the other day and I wasn't really sure if it was like worth the time, but then I felt much better about being out like at the grocery store. Yeah. I I think that whatever you can do, it's better than nothing. So how are your patients, um, your little, your little patients? um, Yeah. Your little nuggets over there. How are they responding and their families, I guess, more importantly to this crisis? Everyone's been pretty understanding about everything. Luckily, we've only had rule-out cases, so we take them very seriously, but we've been fortunate that we haven't seen any positives yet. Um, but it is hard in that uh, we only allow two visitors now at the bedside, and only 
two visitors their whole stay when it used to be, you know, this huge list. So grandma can't come see their kid and, you know, it makes it, it makes it hard sometimes in certain circumstances that, you know, you can only have two people, but most part everyone's super understanding and they want everyone to be safe as possible. That's good. And are you guys preparing for it to get worse or in your pediatric unit, will it stay like this? So we are predicted, according to everyone, to potentially see uh, an uprise um, in our area in the next couple weeks. And so we, my unit is specifically the designated coronavirus unit. So when that starts happening, all the pediatric cases in the area that need hospitalizations will come to us. So we are sitting there and kind of holding our breath, waiting for that to happen. And then um, some of the local hospitals that work with adults, they are sending all of their pediatric ICU patients to us so that they can make room for adult um, coronavirus patients if need be. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm moving parts. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of moving parts and a lot of brave people out there. So thank you for what you're doing. And I mean, we've always known you're a badass, but... (laughs) Uh, this takes it to a whole other level. So how are you taking care of yourself and how do you mentally prepare for what you know is about to get really worse, much worse? Um, taking care of myself. Uh, I think just kind of keep doing what I've always do in our job. You know, we see a lot of crazy stuff. So working out, being safe, washing my hands. Um, it's, you know, when I come home now, all my clothes get taken off at the front door, you know, everything gets washed down and all that stuff. So trying to just be very cognizant of that and then trying to stay in touch with the family, but also being smart about it. So, you know, wanting to see little Ray Ray, my parents all the time, but, you know, not exposing them too much. Yeah. And are your workouts, are they at home now or are you getting runs in or runs in, uh, Griffin and I have tennis rackets now, so we're playing a little bit of tennis. Uh, oh, the yeah, getting out for the sunshine a little bit because I still think that's important. But yeah, staying in at home gym, doing the best we can. And lastly, how can we support you and all of the other nurses um, doing the hardest job ever right now? Um, honestly, I think kind of listening to the guidelines that are out there as cliche as that sounds, but just stay home, (laughs) stay home, wash your hands, call your doctors if you don't feel well, but don't go in unless you need to like, just, just be smart. You know, you're putting a lot of people at risk by going out and about unnecessarily. And, you know, I don't want to take care of your little kid one day just because you decided that you needed to go to a store really quick. You didn't need to. Right. And I think, so when people go to stores, they should be going, if you have to go to the store, go by yourself, right? Like that's... Don't expose your kids, like do the best you can to minimize. I know that, you know, our family had designated um, me as the grocery shopper when I was up with the family. And so kind of letting that one person do it and then staying that way, I think is a smart way to do it. That's yeah, that is definitely a smart way. I think if you have someone already interacting with the public and making that person allowing them to continue to interact is okay to keep it yeah. safe. Yeah. Yep. That's smart. And wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Please. <laughs> and all of the bleach wipes, everything is being disinfected all over all the time. Like I don't think my house has ever been so clean. I know. We just had to order more on Amazon. It's like a month backlog to get it. So Yeah crazy stuff. 
Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of the work you're doing and to um, all of the nurses you work with and all of your friends. I know you have a lot of friends out there right now and on the front lines of this. So we appreciate you and we thank you. You're welcome.